It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham, and for the next 30 minutes or so, you will be Locked On Thunder. It is mercifully Wednesday. The sun did rise. The Thunder had another really bad loss. Not not in terms of the score like it was against the Milwaukee Bucks on Friday night, but it was still a dominant performance by the Clippers. The Thunder really never had a shot. Uh, basically from the four-minute mark of the second quarter on, the score ended up being a little bit prettier than the game actually was for Oklahoma City. The Clippers are good, everybody. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. And I will apologize if you all listened to the podcast yesterday because I was expecting a little bit of a stronger performance from Oklahoma City, but this was the first time that I really got a chance to sit down and watch the Clippers at full strength, and they they certainly played like a title contender, and the Thunder just aren't they're not a title contender. They're a fine team. They're a good team. They could very well win a playoff series if they draw the right opponent in the first round, but they are not the Clippers, and it's just a bad, unfortunate spot for Oklahoma City in the schedule uh, with a back-to-back on the second night being Milwaukee on the road. Then you get three days off, then you get the Clippers at home at full strength. It was just a bad spot in the schedule. We all knew that going into it, but still a 47-point defeat followed up by a 109-94 loss to the L.A. Clippers. Not not a good spot to be in, especially when playoff seeding and teams are starting to ramp up uh, as we get closer and closer to the postseason. Uh, the Thunder digging themselves a little bit of a hole, but I'm pretty sure this team will be able to dig themselves out of it. But again, apologies if you listened to the podcast and basically believed, or yesterday, and basically believed me and thought that the Thunder uh, were going to have a little bit of a better performance or maybe even won the game. That's my bad. If you don't know who I am still, I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and since 2018 with 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa as their lead Thunder insider, Thunder contributor. You can follow all my work at thefranchiseok.com. You can also subscribe to the OKC82 podcast, which is the post-game show that we do after every single game, home and away. 99% of the time, Madison Morris, the uh, person I do this with, and I are on the radio live after games. So if you're if it's a home game, go to Flint Restaurant and uh, go give us a listen. Go say hi to us or whatever you know whatever whatever you want to do. Um, we're at Flint for about an hour after the game, 
talking the, what just happened. And I basically totally forgot yesterday that OU basketball was actually playing against Texas, and they, of course, choked that game. Um, so Tyler Media, which is what owns 107.7 the franchise, they're contractually obligated to play OU games, uh, OU football, OU basketball, sometimes OU baseball, whenever they're on, whenever they're playing. So whenever they're playing, we don't get to do our show. And I told everybody, like, hey, if you're at the game and you want to go to Flint, come say hi to us. So if you did, another thing I need to apologize for, because I totally forgot that there would be an OU basketball game the other night. That's my bad. But the next time, I think, is Utah, March 11th. I don't believe there's an OU game that day, for all I know. Who knows? But give it a listen. Come say hi to us if you're in the area. And you can also tune in Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. till noon for the Franchise Thunder Insider Show that has Madison and me on it, as well as Jerry Ramsey and John Hamm. It's a great show. We enjoy it. Thunder basketball, NBA basketball, we love it. Give it a listen. And now for my in-depth analysis of how the Thunder lost to the L.A. Clippers. The Clippers are good. Hopefully y'all took notes on that one. There's really even no need to really dive into this. It was one of those games where you can just watch it and you can clearly see like any amount of fancy numbers aren't going to tell you anything that you don't already know. The Clippers are a better team than the Thunder. When the Clippers ran out lineups that didn't have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, the Thunder were in a much better spot. And in fact, that's how they made their little comeback in the second quarter. Now the Clippers outscored the Thunder... I believe 38 to 24, 38 27 or something like that. Basically 38 points at home, too many points. I mean, Kawhi Leonard was on, Paul George was on. It seemed like everybody from the Clippers could just wasn't missing and the Thunder just, you know, basically that, that first quarter is a very good indication of why it's so important for the Thunder to draw the right opponent in the offseason. And I'll draw the line basically right at Houston. Houston's kind of on the border because Technically, Houston has better talent than Oklahoma City, but I feel like they're easier to game plan against in terms of a seven-game series, easier to scheme against. And also, we all know what could potentially happen to be detrimental for Houston in terms of Russell Westbrook and James Harden in the postseason. I think Thunder fans are more than familiar with that, no question. But any team basically above Houston, so we're talking about the L.A. teams and even Denver, and it's just basically because... Nikola Jokic, there's really nobody that can match up with him in the NBA just from a skill set standpoint and what he presents on the floor. But basically, any one of those three teams, the Thunder are just going to have the absolute problem of, yeah, they don't have a superstar. That's not breaking any news. Chris Paul is past his prime but still very capable. He can win you a playoff series probably, but again, that depends heavily on the matchup. Shea Gillis-Alexander just simply is not there yet on both ends of the floor. Uh, the Thunder did throw Shea Gillis-Alexander on Kawhi Leonard last night. It wasn't pretty, but guess what? I liked it. I, I've said it time and time on this podcast. I think Joe Masato and I talked about it on Monday. I like when Shea Gillis-Alexander fails because he has a sponge-like personality. He wants to learn. He gets it. So anytime he has games where he fails at something individual, you know he's going to improve upon it. You know he's going to put in the time necessary to become a better player because he just simply wants to. And so this might be a little bit of a defeatist attitude, but if I'm Billy Donovan, especially in games like against Milwaukee or the Clippers or the Lakers, you know, games that you know you're probably not going to win, just screw it. Throw Shea out there against their best opponent because at some point Shea's going to have to be in that position 
So you might might as well put him into a position where he's going to fail more likely with the understanding that he's not going to be down after this loss. Like he, like he was certainly down in the locker room last night because he had just played. He had just gotten his ass handed to him. Again, that all makes sense, but it's not going to linger with him. He's going to watch film. Chris Paul is going to get in his ear in a positive way. He's going to become a better player. So I like all those things. But going back to the original point, Shea is just not there. He's not going to be able to win you a series on his own on both ends of the floor. He's just too young. He's not as experienced, and this postseason run is going to be very important for his development. Then outside of him, you're depending on guys like Dennis Schroeder, who can be very, very hot and also very, very cold. Danilo Gallinari, who is a half-court player and a fine, a very good high-end role player, he's not going to win you a series. He might win you a game. He's not going to win you a series. And then everybody outside of that is just... You know, they're probably not even going to win you a game. I mean, we're talking about Steven Adams here. Steven Adams is a great player. He doesn't really win the Thunder a lot of games. He He's an exclamation point a lot of the times. He, he's a reason why, one of a reason why the Thunder are able to win some games, but he's not usually the reason. So the Thunder just simply don't have the horses to keep up with the upper echelon of the West. And again, that should break no news. But last night was a really good indicator of the talent gap that the Thunder have and that they're presented with. But again, they draw Houston or Utah or, if, you know, basically any one of those two teams, you can give the Thunder more like pretty a pretty good chance to get out of the first round just because we know the Thunder aren't going to piss down their leg. We know the Thunder aren't going to beat themselves. We know the Thunder aren't really going to blow a lot of games in a potential seven-game series because they play sloppy or because they play stupid. This team plays smart. This play this team plays within themselves. They don't go outside of themselves a lot of times. They play smart. They play to their strengths. That's a team that you you feel confident about going into the postseason. But once again, last night was a good indicator of just of just how far that talent gap is. And if they do draw one of the top three teams in the Western Conference, probably not gonna be long for this world in the postseason. When we get back, I'll play some audio from a question I asked Stephen Adams on what gives him the confidence that these two uh, pretty demoralizing losses, um, that they won't linger heading into tonight's game against Detroit and then as we move further along in the schedule into the week. And then we'll, of course, preview a little bit of the Detroit game, which is a 6 o'clock tip-off tonight, Oklahoma time, so get ready for that one, everybody. We will actually be in studio for the post-game show, so tune into that on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. More after the break. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. 
that you may not know that Locked on Thunder is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Thunder fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Thunder fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with a disposable income, then let's put your money right here on this Locked On Thunder podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. And welcome back to the Locked On Thunder podcast, everybody. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I am Brady Trantham. And because we weren't on the radio last night for the postgame show, Madison and I had the uh, fun opportunity to go back into the locker room like we used to do all the time. So that was fun. Uh, I got to talk to some players, got to ask some questions. Um, I didn't wait for Paul George. I already did that this year. I'm not going to wait an hour for him to just go sit in the cold tub and then go talk to us. But he did say that he considers himself a Sooner, and I know that he's meaning like this is the Sooner state. Um, he was talking about just the reception that he gets when he comes back to Oklahoma City. He's talking about, uh, the dock that his foundation built in South OKC over the weekend. And that, and just to further along the connection that he does feel here, although his stint was short, as he described, um, it's just a much different attitude when he comes back here than when he, for instance, goes back to Indianapolis to go play the Pacers. But, you know, all these reasons, like every single situation, all these reasons are different. But I didn't do that. Instead, I was in the Thunder locker room, and we got a chance to talk to Steven Adams and he's always a really good voice of not just reason, but just of just straight up, you know, reality. Like he doesn't really sugarcoat things. He, he seems to have a good pulse. Obviously, he has a great pulse on the team. He's one of the leaders, one of the guys that every single player, even Chris Paul, looks up to in a lot of respect. So I felt the need to ask this question of how or what exactly gives him confidence that these two demoralizing losses won't linger. And I'll even play the entire question because I, I think Stephen may have misunderstood me, but it you know it just kind of ended up being funny. Um, I always Stephen's always kind of quick to like, huh, what, what, and then you know his accent, and he'll talk under his breath, and sometimes it's a little hard to understand. But I'll just let you all listen to me fumble around and laugh at it. Feel free to laugh at me. Stephen got two losses against two really good teams, and got a quick turnaround tomorrow. I mean, what gives two you losses the- in the season? Mate. <laughs> Is that it? What'd you say? I'm sorry. Two losses in the season. Uh, two losses back to back. My bad. But <laughs> get a quick turnaround tomorrow night on the road. I mean, what gives you the confidence that you're you guys are going to be able to course correct with little time off? I mean, what gives us the confidence that we're going to do? What gives you the confidence that? I mean, we've been here before. Maybe not like this, like you know, particular situation or whatever. But like, hey, it's, game's about problem solving. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just gotta. I mean, there's a lot of people that want to do the right thing. That's that's all you really need. Players willing to do the right thing and you know do what's best for the team. That's good mindset to have. Then you could try and pick. Like, if you don't really have that mindset, then like I'll tell you, like, oh, this is not enough time, mate. This is like months work. You know what I mean? But yeah, these games happen, mate. Like these little whatever. We just gotta like fix it. Um, but like, yeah, I'm confident that we'll get it fixed. Like, it's not one one of these unfixable joints. It's okay, it's just a few adjustments here and there. Change the mindset on a few things and put us in a better position. You know what I mean? Then again, I, I agree 
I agree with Steven here. I mean, there's nothing really telling other than what I've kind of talked about. Now, Steven's not going to say that, like, we just don't have a superstar. We're just not better than these teams. No competitor is going to say we're just not as good unless they want to go into a game with a defeatist attitude. Steven doesn't want to have that attitude. But there are some problems that can be fixed. There's nothing that's just like, oh, man, I don't know how they can fix that other than the superstar problem, and that's not going to fix itself. But all the problems that are th- – the rest of the problems that are there, excuse me, they can be f- fixed. They can be performed and executed better, and that's going to be on the Thunder. Unfortunately for them, they're right back on the road once again tonight against Detroit in a game that I don't necessarily consider a shoe-in for sure victory. Yes, the Pistons are awful. They suck. But you're on the road on the second night of a back-to-back. It's going to be difficult. And I think – it'll be fair to raise some red flags if the Thunder lose tonight. Um, Not just because of losing to a bad Detroit Pistons team, even though it's on the road, but because of how it's followed up. So we'll see how the Thunder do perform tonight. I'm interested to see how they perform. You would think a team that is able to course correct throughout the year from game to game, from quarter to quarter, you think there'd be a strong performance tonight. But again, it's a lot to ask um, a team with some aged veterans, especially probably one of those veterans, and you know who he's going to be, is probably not going to play tonight. It's a tough ask to ask to ask that team to come back on the road and just get the victory easily. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And the Thunder go into this game against Detroit. The Pistons are 20 and 42, like I said, awful. They've lost eight of their last 10 games. One of those games was against the Oklahoma City Thunder on February 7th. They lost that game at 108-101. to That was the game where Christian Wood had a pretty good performance against the Thunder with 27 points and 12 rebounds. And, of course, Reggie Jackson was on that team. He's no longer with the Pistons. The Thunder just saw him again last night with the Clippers. So for the Thunder, it's going to be a lot of the same. Just make sure Christian Wood doesn't beat you. Tony Snell... John Henson, Langston Galloway. Now, even without Danilo Gallinari, more than likely tonight, and as of 1.48, the Thunder haven't updated their game notes just yet. You know, it's typical Thunder for you. But assuming Danilo Gallinari doesn't play, the Thunder are still a vastly more talented roster than the Detroit Pistons. So there shouldn't be that much of a worry. But again, the more I think about it, this is a tough spot for Oklahoma City. And it's a tough spot for them moving forward. They've got the Knicks two days later on the road. Again, that road game, you know, you guys know how I feel about road games in the NBA. The Knicks just beat Houston in Madison Square Garden. So they've shown that at least right now they're capable of knocking off teams that are much better than them. So that should be a game the Thunder should not take lightly, and the Thunder have not been very good as of, you know, recently in Madison Square Garden, although I believe last year the Thunder destroyed the Knicks. I believe that was on Martin Luther King Day, if I'm not mistaken. But the previous two years, I feel like the Thunder just threw out some stinkers in Madison Square Garden. So that could potentially be tough. And then you've got two road, you've got two games, one on the road against the Celtics, 
and then you come back against the Utah Jazz. It's it's this is a tough spot for the Thunder. The the ground they gained going into the All Star break and then just coming out of the All Star break where they climbed up to the fifth seed could potentially fall out from under the, under them just because of how the schedule is kind of laid out for them. If they can get past this with maybe you know a win against either Boston or Utah, and then you take care of business against the the, the Pistons tonight, the Knicks. You could potentially regain some of the ground that you, the momentum that you lost losing to Milwaukee and the Clippers, but they've got to take care of business tonight. Starting with that. Well, all right, everybody, this is going to be a shorter podcast because tip off is going to be in about four and a half, five hours. So hopefully you enjoyed this show. Hopefully you keep enjoying the show. Thank you, everyone, so so much for listening to Locked On Thunder. I appreciate it. But until next time, I'll talk to you later. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.